0: Here we are now, Dominion Sonship. And so we are alive right now. We are alive in the very life of God. In the very life of God we are. And in His life, we speak out, live. In His life, we speak out, live. In His life, we speak out, live. And so His word today is, is clear to us. Last week we spoke Last week we spoke about having confidence in the ransom really talked about the blood of Christ that the blood of Christ was shed for the remission of sin that without the shedding of blood there's no remission of sin and so we really um looked at a lot of the verses in Hebrews that had been on my heart for a couple of weeks and when we have confidence in the blood of Christ when we have confidence that it is finished, that he did indeed die, that he did crown the cross, it is finished, that everything was completed, um, where our salvation, the purchasing back of our freedom, the purchasing back of our life being brought back unto the Lord. When we have confidence in that completeness of a work, the only thing remaining, our only really sole response is thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And so this is what I have been this week practicing. And not practicing in light of like I wasn't thankful before, but being mindful. Being mindful that when I'm in faith, what is faith? Faith faith is a persuasion of the word of God that it is as he says it is. Faith is an assurance of of the word being made alive in me, and from his life I live. From his life, the life of the word, I therefore live. And so when I'm in this place of confidence, learning to be content, like we finished last week with Philippians chapter 3, Paul saying, I have learned to be content, and he finishes that little portion of scripture with, whether I'm abased or bound, I know one thing, my strength is in Christ. My strength is in Christ. My confidence is in Christ. And so because of that confidence, because of that strength, we can say thank you. From the strength that we have inside of the persuasion of, of the very life of God, we say thank you. So the title for this week is, um, Always give thanks to the Lord. Always give thanks to God. Let's go to... We're going to start with... Mm, actually, I want to start with Second Timothy first because we know we're in the last hour. We know that these are perilous times and um we don't have to look too far. We don't have to um, search the news too laboriously to realize that things are just not as they were. Or maybe not that they were not as they were, or at least what we perceive them to be. There is such an exposure coming out that we're shocked. Was this always this way? Well, we know where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. So my focus is found in the blood of Christ. But if we go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, we just read the first three verses, the first few verses and what the characteristics are in these perilous times. And one of them is people not being thankful. So when we practice thanksgiving, when we walk in the perfect will of God for our lives, we are found thankful. So uh, chapter 3, verse 1, But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. They will come. Here they are now. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unthankful. The next one is unholy. Unloving, unforgiving. What a terrible list. Unloving, unforgiving, unholy, not thankful unthankful, slanderers, slanderers. Don't be a slanderer today. Don't exalt yourself by putting another down. Don't slander another. Without self-control, brutal despisers of good traitors, headstrong, stubborn, Haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. These are the very characteristics of the flesh. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. And look what he says, Paul to Timothy, from such people turn away. From such people turn away. <laughs> what? The company becomes more and more narrow than the company you keep in these days. Very narrow, very slender little line. Narrow is the way. Narrow is it, but broad is that way that leads to hell. The way of the flesh. And so today we'll major on being thankful. Because we recognize that we are in the last hour. And one of the downfalls, one of the um, pitfalls that we can find ourselves is be ungrateful, griping. It's not going my way. What is it going to change, God? What is it going to change, God? Don't you see what I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm walking through, God? And in the moment of that, That we're focusing on the fallenness of a moment. We forget to be thankful for this mighty exaltation that He has brought forth in our life through the blood of Christ. We forget to be thankful that He is the ransom paid for you and my life. We forget to be thankful for the great sacrifice of Him laying down His Uh, life, and thus demonstrating love to us. We forget to be thankful, being busybodies, checking out on everyone's status out there. How are they doing? Are they doing okay? They're not doing okay. We don't want them to do okay. Oh, too bad they're doing okay. My dear, the thoughts that go through our heads, carnality, strip it down. And the one way that I practice the stripping down of my carnality is by practicing thanksgiving. Be thankful. What a day we're living in. Perilous times, dangerous times. Finding people that are a lover of money, despisers of all that is good. This from those walk away. If we go to chapter four in verse three, for the time will come when they'll not endure, they'll not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires. What are their desires? Unholy, unloving, no self-control desires, brutal desires, despisers of good desires, traitorous desires. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, someone someone pity me. Come on, pity me. Oh, you're not going to pity me? Oh, I'm just going to go somewhere. They pity me. Itching ears. Stroke my ego, please. Stroke my ego, please. Time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires. Their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves, teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. What an hour. Fables. Messages. Sunday morning, midweek services that are fables. I judge myself under this, lest I turn away from the sound doctrine of the word of God. Lest I incline my ear to to, to, to a message or a doctrine that is satisfying my outer man. Oh, calm down, Desi. Just calm down. You're doing just fine, Desi. When God has called me to a standard of righteousness that is found in the blood alone. But that blood is not to be cheapened by my worldly lifestyle because I will give an account. Am I honoring this ransom that he paid? Am I honoring by laying down my life for him? Because look, but you be watchful in all things, Paul tells Timothy. Be watchful. I say no things. Check your heart. Check your motive. That's the one thing I do when I practice Thanksgiving. I check my motive. Why do I do what I do? Am I found compromising to that which is spoken to me? Am I found sliding back from being accountable to the living God? Am I continuing in the company, in the company of some that are not lovers of truth? But I'm thankful for the company he's given me, that those are lovers of truth. It's so important in this hour to say, found in the place where he has placed you. And that is in the sound doctrine of the word of God, because we're to be watchful in all things, to endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. We are called to fulfill the call of God on our life. And so from here, the call of God is his perfect will for our life. First Timothy 5. Let's start from 14. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn <laughs> those who are unruly. <laughs> they don't like to be warned, by the way. Newsflash, the unruly don't like to be warned. But we're called to warn them. What are you going to do? Would you be found accountable to the word of God? Or are you going to just, oh, they don't want to hear it right now. I'm not going to deal with it. Well, at that moment, what have you chosen? You've departed from the sound doctrine of the word of God. Oh, Desi, that's extreme. The word is extreme. It's extreme. We're in dangerous times. He says, warn those that are unruly. Oh, they won't like me. So, <laughs> so, we're not to have a popularity context of who likes us most. We're not pleasures of man. We are pleasures of God. The call of God that we are to fulfill is God's call, not man's call. And so if it is man's call, then I can tiptoe around everyone's flesh, including mine. But it's a call of God, not the call of man. And the call of God is here. What Paul tells the Thessalonians, now I exhort you. This is after he tells them that of their children of the day. To, to be careful when they hear someone, people say peace, peace and safety. If you go to chapter five and you see what the calamity comes on those that are not watchful, on those that are complacent, on those that are compromised, on those that are unholy and thankful, unruly. And because I don't want to deal with the moment, peace and safety. I'm just going to live in peace. Look what the word says about those. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Do you know that? Do you know? Do you know it comes as a thief in the night? For when they say, peace and safety, Then sudden destruction comes upon them, the ones that say peace and safety, as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. And those aren't pleasant, by the way. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. The ones that would not escape are the ones that are complacent in this hour. The ones that do not want to walk in the way of truth so if we go back to verse 14, actually, um, if we go um, verse 5. First Thessalonians 5. Sorry. Oh, I'm I'm getting my chapters and verses wrong here. <laughs> First Thessalonians chapter 5. And I talked about verse 2, and now I'm going to verse 5. I get carried away. That's okay. <laughs> You're all sons of light. First Thessalonians. Yeah. You're all the sons of light and sons of the day. We're not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not asleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Isn't that what Paul tell, told Timothy? You be watchful in all things. Oh, I don't want to watch. I don't, I don't like that responsibility. Really? Who lives in you? The Holy Spirit. He is your sight. He is your hearing. Engage with His watch. Engage with His aliveness today. Don't fall asleep on Him. And so now we can go to um, verse 14 of chapter 5. Now we exhort you, brethren. Warn those who are unruly. Comfort the faint-hearted. Comfort the faint-hearted. The word says a bruised reed he'll not snuff out. Oh no, a bruised reed he'll not break, and he won't snuff out a, a a a a smoldering wick, the wick of a candle. He is tender to the broken-hearted. We are to comfort the faint-hearted. Uphold the weak. Be patient with all. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone. But always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. This is it. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What is his will in this perilous hour? Be thankful. Be thankful. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. Look what follows after. What follows after his instruction to be thankful is don't quench the Spirit. When we are ungrateful, when we are gripers, there is a hardening of our hearts. And that quenches his spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast. What is good? Abstain from every form of evil. From every form of evil. Let's go to Ephesians 5. Always give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. What does it say? Ephesians? We're going... Ephesians 4, I want a bit of a context here. No, sorry, Ephesians 5, 15 to 20. Let's do it that way, yeah. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, and which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. This is how you avoid the perilous hour. Be filled with the Spirit. Don't quench the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20, giving thanks always. Giving thanks always. For all things to God the Father, in the name, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Giving thanks always for all things to God our Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Daily, moment by moment, his will for my life is that I be thankful because that communicates to him and to me that I'm fully persuaded that there has been a ransom paid for my life and I've forever passed. I'm talking to myself from death to life. I've forever passed from the carnal state of that old nature being in dominion over me to now having a brand new nature that I have received newness of life and I'm to practice righteousness. How? One way, be thankful. Be thankful. Let's go to Colossians. Three. A lot of these verses are very common verses. How commonly do you give thanks to the Father? If you look at your prayer life, your thought life, how about our thought life? How often are we cultivating this attitude of gratitude? How often are we are we pausing to give Him thanks? Thank you, Lord. I find that I can quickly recognize what I've taken the care of a moment because I realize my thanksgiving has dropped. Evil forbearance is a, a number one assault to my Thanksgiving. So what I drop the evil forbearance and I think on him and there I am in Thanksgiving. What has he not done for you? He has done everything for you. You are now a brand new creation. You are born again. You are a child of God. There is one of my more favorite verses in a letter pretty much at the get-go when I got born again and, and, um, It's always on my lips. It's it's 1 John 3, 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. This is where I go into Thanksgiving mode. Behold the manner of love, His very love for you and I, to lay down His life. I am thankful. You are thankful. Be mindful to be thankful. Because what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Children of God. That it was His great pleasure to give us the kingdom. Children of God. How pleasant is, you know, for your child to come and say, Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Dad. Thank you. Not that we do anything for a thank you back. But honor is always communicated back with a thank you. Honor to the Father looks like thank you, Lord. As simple and as profound as that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the sound mind. Thank you that I have the mind of Christ. Thank you, Father, that I live his life now. The faith of the Son of God. The hope of glory within me. Christ, my Savior. I'm a citizen of heaven. I'll never know hell. I'll never taste death. Thank you, Lord. This word is my escape from all the corruption that's found in the lust of this world. Thank you, Lord. Colossians 3, verse 14. But above all these things, talking about forgiveness, to forgive one another as he has forgiven us. But above all these things, put on love, Paul says, which is the bond of perfection, and this is it, and let the peace of God. When you're cognizant and mindful of the love of God, peace keeps you, and the outflow of your heart back to Him is thank you. Thank you. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. To which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. To which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. The importance of thanksgiving is as important as you being placed in the body of Christ. Let the peace of God ruin your hearts to which also you were called in one body. And be thankful because we found out His will for us in Christ Jesus is to give thanks. Let the word, let's keep reading, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Is his word living in you today? Is his voice alive? Is is, is his essence of love for you and for others alive and quickened within you? That is the quickening in my mortal body, his very love. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, whatever you do today, tomorrow, forever, whatever you do in word or deed, do all, do all. In the name of the Lord Jesus, look what that looks like, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. Because that's what Ephesians said, right? We just read Ephesians, was it 5? Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. How about we start using the name in conjunction to thanksgiving? We like to rebuke in the name of Jesus. Put a demand in the name of Jesus. How about thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus? That is liberty, brother and sister. That is the ultimate liberation from this world is when I can say thank you, Lord, in the name of my Savior, Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Thank you and placed in the body of Christ. No matter what you walk through today, tomorrow, whatever, yesterday, whatever the day was, be thankful. That's what Paul tells the Colossians, verse 17 again in that chapter 3, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name to all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Because why? Let's go to the Corinthians. First Corinthians. Why do we give thanks to God our Father? First Corinthians 15. Because His life is an overcoming life. Because I'm a child of God, and when I'm born again, because I'm a child of God, born of God, I have already overcome the world. That's why I'm thankful. That there's no trouble that will ever put me down. That's why I'm thankful because I'm from above and not below. That's why I'm thankful that I'm always letting this triumphant procession for his name's sake. No matter what it looks like, feels like, who cares? We know one thing. If God be for us, who can be against us? Come on, cheer up. Ah, Jesse, cheer up. We have to cheer up. And thanksgiving is part of that. Cheer up. First Corinthians 15. Let's go to 57. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Lord who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for the victory you have already given me in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, when you come to him in his name, giving him thank you, you are in victory. You are in victory, you are in dominion. You have already overcome the moment. If you can lift up your holy head without wrath and say, Thank you, Lord, you have already overcome. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Period. I don't care whether it's pleasant or not your moment. Period. I don't care how bad your moment is. There is a period to the end of that sentence. It's not circumstantially based. It's not circumstantially based. In this moment, you can thank him. In that moment, not really. Because, look, from this place of thanksgiving, there is only immovability and abounding in the work of the Lord. Let's read again, verse 57. Now I'll go to 58 as well. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Thanksgiving keeps you steadfast. I found the biggest waverings is when I've lost that gratitude attitude. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing, knowing, that's why you can give him thanks, because you know some things. You always are led into victory. You have the victory. Always uh, um, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Now, thanks be to God who always, always, who always, always, who always. So if he always would lead me in triumph in Christ, then I can always give him thanks. And that's what Paul tells the Thessalonians, Philippians, Colossians, always give thanks. Of course, we're going to look at uh, Philippians as well. Always, with thanksgiving, make your prayers. Always continue in prayer with thanksgiving. Why? Because He's always leading you in triumph in Christ. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one the aroma of death leading to death and to the other the aroma of life leading to life. And you know the danger of not being thankful will put us right into this perilous moment, this generation that is characterized being lovers of money, lovers of self. If you go to Romans 1, you don't want to be given to a deprived mind. Deprived mind looks like an unholy mind, ungrateful mind. A mind that is full of chaos and the cares of the world. A mind that is taken captive by the devil or the devil's will at any time. This will be Romans 1, but I just wanted to read again about these perilous times. What, what would men look like... In, in this hour, what they look like—we don't have. I mean, the word describes exactly what we see on a daily basis. Lovers, men would be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, arrogance. I've never seen such arrogance. Blasphemers, disobedient to parents, and thankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power religion and from such people have nothing to do turn away turn away and so here we see what can place us in this list paul to the romans puts it here not giving God the glory, and not being thankful. If we go to verse 18. Um, yeah, let's start from 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Don't excuse ungodly and unrighteous behavior. The very wrath of God is on that. The only way out is repentance a heart that is fully given to God, a born-again creation, walking and yielding his or her members as instruments of righteousness, who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has shown it to them without excuse, without excuse, They ought to know God because God has shown himself to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. We can see his goodness in the things that are made, in creation, in the beauty of landscapes, in the movement of the ocean. Just beholding the sky. His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Verse 21, because although they knew God. Don't be so proud, I know God. I know God. Are you glorifying God, doing all things, whether in word or deed, in his name, to his glory? Are you laying down your life as a living sacrifice? Are you honoring the blood of Christ? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are by faith. Yes, we are. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful. Okay, you can kind of understand the part of them not glorifying him as God. They didn't worship him as God. But the other part, they weren't thankful. Really? That's how important Thanksgiving is. Thanksgiving keeps your heart tender to God. Thanksgiving keeps this great appreciation of his love. Thanksgiving thanksgiving, allows you to yield to His Spirit. That's why to Thessalonians, Paul writes, very after he, he talked about being thankful, he says, don't quench the Holy Spirit. Don't despise prophecy. You know, the murmuring of the heart. Murmuring in their hearts. The Pharisees, they murmured in their hearts. The Israelites of old murmured in their tents. Are you murmuring at night? Murmuring in your mind. You're not thankful. That's a very dangerous place. Because Hebrews 4 says, in his wrath, he swore they will not enter his rest, although the rest remained, was given to them as a promise. I know it's amazing how tough even the Thanksgiving message can be. But it's important. It's right here They, although they knew God. They did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful. But became futile in their thoughts. Idleness. Oh, I can think whatever I want to think. I'm not going to be thankful to God. I gotta fix my life. I gotta to attend to this. I gotta to attend to that. Busy, busy, busy. Cares, cares. They choke the life of God, they choke the word of God. But when you're thankful, recognize one thing one thing of myself I can do nothing 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 but in Christ I can do all things because the strength of my life is Christ within me which is the eternal word of God they became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened their foolish hearts were darkened so we're not going to allow our foolish hearts to be darkened. Let's go to the Psalms. If you want to cultivate a, an attitude, our heart of thanksgiving, the Psalms are a great place to start. Psalm 95, let's read Psalm 95. I love the Psalms. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God. Our Lord is the great God. Our Lord is the great God. Your Lord is the great God. And he... He, your Lord, your God, lives where you're in you now. Greater is he that's in you than the one that's in the world. And so give him thanksgiving. Give him praise today. For the Lord is the great King, and the great King above all gods. He is above all gods. He is above every demon that's troubling. He is above every trouble that wants to harass you. He is above it all. So you have been given authority in the name of Jesus to do something about it. Shut it up. Shut it down. Turn off that channel. No. No. I choose to give God thanksgiving. I choose to be thankful today. Because the great king is above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his for he made it. He made it. It's his. I can enjoy it, but it's his. He made it. And his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. And let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. I know there's a song that he can sing. How about you put your eyes back on these verses? How about you meditate these verses? Let us Worship and bow down before our God. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God and we are his people. We are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his hand. And look how it goes further. Today, if you hear his voice, take note. It's in this chapter of thanksgiving. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. How will you harden your heart? But not giving him thanks, but not worshiping him, but not being joyful for that which is given to you. Do not harden your heart as in the day of rebellion. The writer of Hebrews quotes this verse in chapter 3 and 4. As in the day of trial in the wilderness, when your fathers tested me, they tried me. Though they saw my work, can I add here, though they saw his work, they did not give him thanks. For 40 years, I was grieved with that generation and said, it is a people who go astray in their heart. Thanksgiving keeps your heart focused on the one that loves you. They do not know my ways, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Wow. Start Psalm 96. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, a new song. Sing to the Lord, oh the earth, sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all the people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. He is above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give to the Lord, O families of the people, give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Be thankful today. Be thankful today. And worship him in the beauty of wholeness. Tremble before him all the earth. All the earth. And then verse 11. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar and all its fullness. Let the field be joyful and all that is in it. Then all the trees of the wood will rejoice before the Lord. All creation gives him glory. For he is coming. He is the soon coming king. For he is coming. For he is coming to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. Let's finish with Philippians. I did not read that. Never lose sight that he is the soon coming king. He is coming to judge the world with righteousness. And so because on the basis of the blood, that's good news to us. That's good news to us, because we are now his righteousness in Christ Jesus. Glory be to God because of the great ransom he paid for us. Philippians 4. Philippians 4, you know, rejoice in the Lord always. Hallelujah. And again, I say rejoice. That's verse 4. Verse 5. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. You be ferocious where Satan's concerned. You be ferocious where Satan's concerned. But you be gentle towards his people. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. There was one verse in Colossians I did not read. It deals with prayer as well. Colossians 4, you see, thanksgiving, that which I read in the Psalms, is really uh, a multiplier of your prayer life. It's an increaser. It's, it's the fertilizer. It's the catalyst to your fellowship with God. Thanksgiving is. Um, in Colossians 4, to continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I'm also in chains that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. And so what are we talking about today? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Be thankful for this is His will for our life. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We are done.